Hey guys, good morning. So thankful that you could join us today. I'm so thankful that you chose to be with us to learn and read through scripture with New Freedom Church this morning. First of all, I just want to say what an awesome series that we're going through right now. Um, if you haven't been tracking along with us, I encourage you to go back and watch the previous weeks of the series, The Problem of God, where we take some real challenging things um, that not only non-believers um, wrestle with about God, but also Christians, people in the church, uh, questions that we have that sometimes we're afraid to ask. Sometimes we're afraid to mention. We feel like, oh, if I ask that question about God, or if I question this or that, then my faith might be um, hinging on those things. But we are actually getting to tackle those things. We're going through those things. Uh, we talked about the problem of science and different things. And so this has been an amazing series so far. And I am extremely excited to bring uh, my portion of the series today. Um, that I'm going to be telling you here in just a minute what we're going to be tackling. Um, but first, I want to open up and I want to pray with you guys. God, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity we have um, to be able to still come together. Uh, maybe not in the physical, God, but we can come together in the spiritual uh, with our friends, our family, God, uh, to worship you, to learn more about you. God, thank you for the amazing worship. I pray that you would help us on our own in this time of isolation, God, in quarantine, to use it to grow closer to you, to use it to really start to assess our lives, God, to assess our personal relationship with you, God, so that when you open everything back up and we come back together, we can be the strongest body in this church we've ever been. God, that we can serve and love people stronger than we ever have because of the growth that we're making through this time of isolation with you. We just love you so much and we're so thankful for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, let's dive in here. This is going to be extremely exciting. Now, before I announce what I'm going to be talking about today, I need to ask something of you um, because we can listen to messages a lot of times, me included, and we can say, wow, I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend that this message would be amazing for. I have a family member that this message would be amazing for. And sometimes it's really, really hard to take a message and assess ourselves. But I've been learning uh, recently more than normal during this quarantine, watching messages and listening to people um, even wiser than I am. I've learned that if I want to grow my relationship with Jesus, if I want to grow in what God's calling me to and where he's calling me to, it's important that I assess and take everything in and ask God, where can I grow in this area? So this is going to be a pretty pressing message today. This is going to be um, a message that a lot of us don't like to hear. Um, in fact, when I was working on it, I was like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this message, but it's exciting and I want to go through it with you today. I want to share something. In 2007, Barna Group uh, did a research. Um, they did an experiment. They went out and they surveyed. They asked um, a bunch of non-believers on the streets. They asked them, what are the top three things that turn you away from the Christian belief, that turn you away from Christianity? I want to read what those are. You could probably already start guessing in your head right now, but I want to read you those. The top three things, anti-homosexuality, so people don't like our view, uh, the biblical view of how we deal um, and, and approach homosexuality. We're judgmental. We're judgmental. Christians are judgmental. And third, hypocritical. Christians are hypocritical. So when we went out on the streets and they, and they researched and asked non-believers, what is it? What is it that keeps you from looking into or even going to church or, or, or joining the Christian faith, faith? What is it that keeps you from that? And what we learned was it wasn't the problem of God or Jesus. It was the problem of his followers. 
It was the problem of how we handle situations and we deal with things and being judgmental and hypocritical. What I want to focus on today is the problem of hypocrisy. Now, I know what you're thinking right now. You're like, okay, well, well, none of us would sit here in, in our chairs today, at home in your living room, your dining room, wherever you're watching this at. You wouldn't sit where you are today and say, I agree with hypocrisy or I'm a hypocrite. None of us would do that. But if the majority of non-believers in the world and the top three reasons they don't look into this Christian faith is hypocrisy, there's obviously an issue. There's obviously something that we as believers need to look at in the church today and say, man, if it is our goal and our passion to reach the lost, to reach the hurting, to reach the non-believers, and they see us and view the church and Christians as hypocritical, what can we do? How can I assess myself and see, God, where have I been hypocritical in my walk with you? and my portrayal of Jesus to others. So I want to dive in here. And again, I want to talk about how does this happen? How does it happen? Because you would say that you love Jesus and I love Jesus. And I love being a part of this faith and this walk with Christ. But what happens is I've noticed. This is what I started to find out and God started speaking to me as I, as I studied. I was like, God, how in my life have I been hypocritical? God, please show me the areas that I need to grow so people can come to know you through my example. And I found that in today's society, in today's corporate Christianity sometimes, we've set the standards to what corporate Christianity looks like. For instance, a lot of us would say, um, a lot of us would say if we go to church a couple times a month and we're a pretty good person and we love Jesus, we proclaim to love Jesus, we would say we are Christians. In fact, in the high 60% of America would claim to be affiliated with Christianity. They would claim to be affiliated with Christianity. But when you look into the gospel, when you lay down and say, the Bible is my foundation, when you look at that, does your life really align with what Jesus said a follower of Christ looks like? Or have we slipped into this Sunday to Sunday Christianity where we come into church and we say, hey, brother, and we raise our hands and we worship and we would even treat people well, but yet our depth in relationship with Christ isn't there. Let me, let me simplify this a little bit for you. So hypocrisy, the actual definition of hypocrisy, is the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. So basically, in, in our terms today, talking the talk but not walking the walk, packaging yourself as something you're not, saying you are something but yet the real you when push comes to shove is not what you've been claiming. So what really, really turns people off to Christianity is when we claim to be a part of something, when we claim to be like Jesus, believers in the faith, followers of Christ, when we claim to be that. And they know scripture. They know that Christians are supposed to love. They know that Christians are supposed to be gracious, that we're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to be the best examples of that. But yet when they watch us in our real lives, when, when they watch us and how we do our day-to-day -day life in between Sunday to Sunday, it doesn't match up. So they don't want to be a part of that. Let, let me show you something here. I absolutely love Cocoa Puffs. Love Cocoa Puffs. They're like my favorite thing in the world. So if you want to give me Cocoa Puffs, these are the ones. This is what I like. I love Cocoa Puffs. Now, could you imagine, could you imagine if my wife or I decided to go to the store and buy this amazing box of Cocoa Puffs? I mean, look at this packaging. It's amazing. It looks so good. I can't wait to eat it. But what would happen if I got home from the store and I opened it up and I was so excited uh, to eat my Cocoa Puffs and I, and I went to pour the Cocoa Puffs in... And Cheerios came out. Cheerios? That is not at all what I bought. 
I bought Cocoa Puffs. I signed up for Cocoa Puffs. I expected Cocoa Puffs. I wanted Cocoa Puffs. But yet when I got home and got to the part that was important, I got to what actually mattered and I went to eat them, to enjoy them for the first time. They were Cheerios. So what am I trying to get at with all this? What I'm trying to say here, and God really has been showing me in my own life, is that what is on the inside is important. And if we claim and market ourselves as believers and followers of Christ, it's so important that we actually have a biblical relationship with Jesus Christ. Because when someone wants to talk to us about our faith or someone walks life with us and they start to see the insides, the thing that really matters, if it doesn't match up to what we market and who we say we are, that is the problem of hypocrisy. It turns people away from wanting to even get to know the Jesus that we serve because why would they want to be a part of something fake? Why would they want to be a part of something that doesn't actually live up and act like and treat people like the gospel says? Why would they want to be of a part of a group like that? I want to read you um, some scripture here in the book of Acts of, of, of people who tried to, to talk the talk but didn't actually have a relationship with Jesus and it cost them in this situation. I want to read this here in Acts 19 verse 11 through 16. It says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them. So you got to understand, there were priests and there were these seven sons of Sceva who were going around and they were trying to use the same name of Jesus that they had seen Paul use before uh, for the sick to be healed, to cast out demons in Jesus's name. They knew that Paul had a relationship with Jesus. They knew that Paul knew Jesus well, that he walked with him, that he was able to cast out demons in Jesus name. So they tried to do the same because of the relationship that Paul had with Jesus. But what happens when, when one day these seven sons of Sceva tried to cast out an evil spirit in Jesus' name, the evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. What's the point of this story? When we claim to walk with a powerful Jesus, a powerful Holy Spirit that can heal the sick, can let the blind people see, can walk and speak with wisdom and power. When we claim to be a believer and a follower of that Jesus, and we put on this beautiful packaging, like we are followers of Christ, and then push comes to shove and it comes down to it, and we try to operate in life. We try to operate with the same power of the Holy Spirit that we say we know, we say we're a part of, but yet our relationship in a one-on-one -on -one basis with Jesus Christ is not there. The world will eat you up. What happened was they tried to preach to these men, tried to cast out an evil spirit in the name of Jesus because everyone knew that Jesus was powerful. But the problem was the evil spirit said, Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. Who are you? We don't know you because they didn't have a real relationship with Jesus. The inside matters. 
Who you are on the inside, your relationship with Christ is the most important because hypocrisy causes people to not want to come to know our Jesus because they don't want to be a part of something not real. They don't want to be a part of something fake. They don't want to be a part of something where we have to act like Christians one day a week and then we're the biggest jerks in the world the rest. People want to be a part of something real. So I need to challenge you with this. And I know this is a heavy message. I know this is tough. And I know it's easy to sit through these messages and say, well, 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 this is probably for someone else. And yeah, hypocrisy is a big issue, but it's not me. See, I went through that for a long time in my life. Where I was like, man, like this hypocrisy thing, people aren't coming to know Jesus because of the way other Christians are acting. People aren't coming to want to be a part of a relationship with Christ because, because I know a Christian who says he's like this, but he actually lives like this. And then God started to really work on my heart. And he said, Noah, what part of your lives are you a hypocrite in? Noah, what part of your lives around those certain people are you a hypocrite? And so God started to ask me this question. I started to challenge myself and I want to challenge you with this today. When you're done watching this, I want you to get alone with Jesus and I want you to think about your life. I want you to assess your life and I want you to ask yourself, would the people around me want to know Christ because of the way I live my life? Would the people around you, your friends, your family, your coworkers, would they want to come to know this Jesus that you serve and you love because of the authenticity and the way you live your life? Do you serve Jesus on such a passionate, powerful level, not just on Sundays, not just on Mondays, but every moment of every day, you're on your face, you're praying, you're in your word, and you have this a relationship with Jesus to where he can walk and guide you through decisions, and he starts to shine through your weaknesses, so you can love people more than you ever have, so you can be more gracious than you ever have. What's on the inside is what really matters. And hypocrisy is driving people away from the Christian faith. And we need to assess ourselves individually and ask, God, am I hypocritical in areas of my life? And if I am, please help me to identify and help me to fix those areas so that people can come to know you through the way I live my life. I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. I want to thank you for being a part um, of what we're doing here at New Freedom Church. And again, I want to challenge you to assess what you're doing, assess your life, and ask God to allow you to be on fire and passionate about His Word and who He is so you can start to lead your friends, your family, your coworkers, and everyone around you to come to know this amazing Jesus. We love you, and we'll see you next week.